crying in the freezer. Does that bring up memories? <laughs> Talking about it because just my gosh, the majority of you, like so, 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 so many, responded when I mentioned this topic on the gram. Let's talk about it in three, two, one, intro. Welcome to the I Heart Chocolate Podcast, a space where chasing dreams and indulging in chocolate is celebrated, where it's okay to walk the abnormal path, break tradition, and pursue your own true happiness. A space where you can gain encouragement, inspiration, and confidence to go out there and become the best chocolatier you possibly can be. I'm your host, Tina Codinha, and I know what it is to be chocolate crazy. Like you truly feel called to do this, as if a light suddenly went on and all arrows point to chocolate. I've had the honor of working under some of the best chocolatiers in the industry, and all the while have dedicated my free time toward bettering my craft at home. I'm a wife, a mother, founder of Codinia Chocolate and Codinia Chocolate Mentorship, which I proudly run with my amazing, talented husband, Bruno. Chocolate is so much in my blood, I couldn't live without it. It's been the wildest journey thus far, and my hope is that this inspires you to keep on keeping on and believe that you can do this too. Because the truth is, yes, you can. You really, truly can. So consider me your new chocolate friend, constantly cheering you on because I'm right there with you. And let's dive in. Hey y'all, happy midweek podcast at ya, or actually beginning of the week. So a couple of days ago, I polled randomly on how many of y'all have cried in the walk-in slash freezer. Now, I always get inspiration for topics at night as I'm putting my dart to bed. So I just spit this out into the universe and this topic got quite a lot of discussion. And the reason I thought about this is because as I was putting my dart to bed, I realized something. And it might sound cheesy to say it out loud, but I am really freaking happy with my life. I am. I'm smiling right now as I'm saying that. Uh, I know that might sound very weird to say out loud, but it's just a matter of fact. I am. I'm super, super happy with my life right now. I'm not trying to brag or boast about that either, by the way. I just feel like people need to affirm positive energy. We have a tendency to only put out what's negative. If you feel happy, put it out there. And my life is not perfect by any means, but happy for sure. And part of this, I realize, is because I've created a life for me. And for whatever reason, as I was laying there, putting my daughter to bed, looking at her cutie patootie little face going to sleep, I flashbacked to a moment in my life where it's very much the opposite. And it just occurred to me that there must be so many other chefs out there who have experienced this. Because those of us in this industry know the truth, right? We know the pain. We know the grueling hours. We know the commitment. We know the crazy chef who's going to yell at you or make you feel like you're not allowed to create one teeny tiny mistake, let alone tell you that in a way that is emotionally supportive or constructive. And then you end up just becoming a blubbering wreck and have to put it all together and charge on as if nothing is wrong. Does that sound familiar to anyone out there? And what's the worst part of this, actually? You have all this stress and anxiety and just anxiousness and ugh, energy happening at work. And you can't let it out at work. So you go into the freezer and you cry. And then you go home and you take out all that ang anger and that angst and that sadness out on someone else as well, right? Your husband, your kids, your dog. Don't take it out on your dog. And it's just a very toxic cycle, right? 
Now, there is so much more behind this subject and it could go a million ways, but I want to focus on just a few key things. So, number one, you should never be meant to feel like you are worthless or like making a mistake is enough to berate you. We work in an industry where we thrive on being creative and if your employer has a very like cutthroat, intense positioning towards that, then how the heck can you be expected to work at your best, right? And number two, I think there's something to be said about how this behavior has been passed on through the generations. I mean, I don't think any person means to go out and make another person's life miserable or make him or her cry and scream and curse and want to throw things. I think that this was embedded in them by their teachers, by their chefs. I have actually worked for a chef, my first chef actually, who on the one of the first days of work, I remember, um, because I was just so shocked at the question, and he asked me, have you cried yet? And when I said no, he just chuckled and said, don't worry, you will. That was my attempt at a French accent. I know that's not even on it, but <laughs> he said that. He said, don't worry, you will. And I did, twice. Because he was, for lack of a better word, in that moment, being an a-hole. And that is so not cool. That same chef, however, as well as actually another chef I worked for in the future, they actually have come up to me and apologized after the fact. And I think they did that because I think that when you see someone who is just, you know, gosh darn it, really trying her best, and I, when I tell you in my past like learning chocolate for the first time, I was literally the person who was running across the kitchen trying to move as quickly as I could. I was only focused on chocolate and that was it. You could see that yelling at this person maybe wasn't the best technique you could have used to try and teach her a lesson. And unless you have no heart, you're going to feel some type of way. So I got a couple apologies in moments like that. It doesn't excuse that behavior. It doesn't make it right. But that same chef did tell me that the reason he yelled at me so strongly like that was because that's how he was taught. So there is some history to it, unfortunately. Now, we are often meant to believe, especially as women, that we can't show any weakness in the kitchen. So when times get stressful, again, what do we do? We go into the walk-in or the freezer and we cry. Or just like a slow trickle of a tear and you're trying to fight it, you know what I mean? And just saying that out loud it just sounds so sad because from an outside perspective, we have one of the coolest jobs in the world. But the reality of it is, especially those of us who work for someone else, you're dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of emotion that you're not really allowed to show. And there's just so much toxicity in it, right? I am literally flashbacking to the moment when I used to do this most often, and I mean crying, and this is my platform, so I'm going to be honest, um, but this was when I decided to become a sous chef, a sous chef in pastry, and y'all know me, like I am not a pastry girl, I can do it, I understand the bare minimums, but it's not my forte, you know, it's not my style, I'm not going to be there like, oh yeah, I really think this mousse goes with that crumble, and that is, that's not, that's not, it doesn't turn me on in any any such way. I am a chocolate girl through and through. And so when I took on this position, there were just so many moments of defeat. I felt completely over my head. I felt like the company didn't have the support in terms of labor, AKA people to help out on the station I was assigned to. So there's a lot of 12 hour days, 
no meals, and just inner combustion happening, right? I literally remember getting criticized for the most minute, stupid little things in the office, and then just having to walk outside like nothing happened, and I didn't just get put down. I remember walking into the walk-in and opening up a cabinet and just hiding behind it to quote-unquote check inventory, but I was tearing up. And then I remembered several times just working with my head down and hoping that nobody else on my team would notice me because God forbid that if somebody else actually saw my pain and saw like the stress that I was under and they asked me, hey, are you okay? That acknowledgement was enough for me to lose it. And I couldn't be seen as weak, not in my position. And my chef, talented as he is, wouldn't let me get away with it either. I think the worst experience I ever had, and this is not to scare anyone, by the way, who's trying to enter the industry. I'm just giving the very strong example of the toxicity of this industry, um, is that the worst experience I had was when I genuinely messed up, right? Purely unintentional. I was so stressed out and wrapped up in my ongoing mess that I had completely forgotten that it was Easter weekend. And my chef was looking at me like, hey, Easter weekend is this weekend and we need thousands of Easter themed desserts to go out. So I didn't have an idea on the spot with two days to go. So he stepped in and gave his idea and I tried to execute it as best as I could. I stayed very late that night in the pastry shop. I remember I was like the last one out. And the very next day he came in. I was there early. He came in. He wasn't happy with what I did and literally tray by tray dumped everything into the trash all of it i had to start from zero this is literally like a day before the weekend begins and now i'm scrambling in the chocolate room molding easter eggs with the chef trying to hold back tears but tears were already coming down and i am now working while i'm sobbing so sad so freaking sad no surprise i didn't last there very long I think I quit like a couple months after that experience actually and I just remember feeling scared the day I quit because I felt like I had failed, right? And I remember asking Bruno if it was okay that I was going to quit because it was a higher position which meant more income for us. But for me, I was at a breaking point. To me, the money, not worth it. Not worth all the money in the world. And FYI, if you're a manager position on salary, and you work 12 hours a day, 13 hours a day, whatever it is, six days a week, it doesn't really amount to that much in difference. Just saying. So yeah, it was a lot for me. It wasn't worth the pay, but it was a bright opening spot to me. I never want to be in this position again. It's not worth my mental health going out the window. It's not worth my physical health deteriorating. It's not worth the arguments I was having then with Bruno coming home because I couldn't let out all this anxiety and angst out at work. And so I quit. And after that moment of quitting, my chef laid off me and didn't bother me at all. So now let's get to the deep part, the aha moment. Like I said, this topic goes in a million ways, but I'm narrowing it down to what I think. This happens because it gets passed down, especially when you're working for someone European and pardon that was my daughter she is home today <laughs> uh, this happens because it somehow got accepted as a norm this happens because managers and authority figures of a pastry shop or chocolatier or whatever kitchen lack the emotional intelligence skills to handle conflict and handle employee performance they lack it 
Now you may say, or maybe they're just a-holes, <laughs> right? But maybe, I don't know, I don't think that they're all like that. I don't even hold anything against the chef who made me cry the most I've ever cried in a workplace, like ever. But I do know that in every interaction I have with a colleague, a customer, a mentee, etc., I'm going to do better. I'm going to show you that you're a human being. I'm going to listen and offer that emotional support that you may need because our industry is a tough one, but that doesn't mean that you should have to feel like you're constantly suffering. We were drawn to it because it's creative, it's fun, and we want freedom to express that side of ourselves. I also realized I was never going to get that working for someone else. I just wasn't. I was always on some level going to be seen as a number who had to push in the company to make sure that they reach their numbers. And I sure as heck am not just another number. So the culmination of all these experiences is what led me to eventually create Codinia Chocolate. It's what helped inspire Codinia Chocolate Mentorship because I wanted to create a safe space where you can go through all the trials and tribulations and hardships associated with growing and learning in this industry and have an opportunity to express that. And my job and Bruno's is help guide you to get on top of it and overcome it. And gosh darn it, doesn't that sound like a more peaceful, productive, beautiful relationship for not just ourselves, but to transform our industry? I'm just saying, y'all. Why did I say all this? Well, like I said, I needed to get it off my chest. And yes, I'm reading something I pre-wrote, but I assure you this is all my stream of consciousness speaking. Uh, Secondly, if you are someone who resonated with what I just said and chocolate is your freaking jam, and you are ready, like so, so ready to get on top of your chalk game and literally make strides in your biz, get your mindset centered and your meltdowns down to a minimum, then come join my new Facebook group, Passion to Chalk Biz. It's a safe space where I'll be sharing with you tips and experiences that help me walk away from that toxic work culture and step into the best goddamn job on the planet. My own. Like I always say, yes, you can. And I'm going to help you do it. Thank you so much for listening with all interruptions and I will catch you on the next one. And that's all folks. By the way, in case we aren't friends yet, let's keep the connection going and get social on the gram. You can always reach out to us at Codinia Chocolate where we post inspirational, drool-worthy and informative tips on all things chocolate. And can I just say, thanks for hanging out with me today. If you felt a connection from this podcast or found it helpful, please be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can keep spreading the chocolate happiness. Y'all know that that is my life mission. But really though, <laughs> via chocolate making, teaching, and now through sound. Woohoo! Have a beautiful day, and I know it's going to sound cheesy, but it is true. In case you needed a reminder, you are 100% worthy of the life that you dream, chocolate-filled or otherwise. You just have to summon up the courage to pursue it. And then you keep pursuing and grinding and working and loving it until you get there. Okie dokie. Catch you on the next one.